the Kroger, Kroger Marketplace is basically like a Target without the electronic section. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty extensive. Is this an online marketplace? Or is uh, it's, a store. No, it's a physical marketplace. It's a brick and mortar. It's brick, brick, brick and mortar. mortar. It's going out of business. It's going out of style. <laughs> but you know what? Kroger perseveres in their old ways. <laughs> That's right. Kroger. By, <laughs> shout out Kroger. By making you uh, <laughs> make print ads for 19 hours a day. That's right, baby. Also available online in PDF form. There you go. Yeah. Kroger.com backslash. Do we make everybody aware of that? I don't know. That So for those unaware, first of all, we're joined by our lovely friend, uh, longtime friend of the show, Kyle Moore. Our biggest fan. He truly a day one fan. listener. Literally, I, you were there during the brainstorming yeah, session of the name Feed Picks. I was. You were also a recipient of our first test episode, I believe. Exclusive company. Yes. Yes. I gave some yeah. scathing feedback. Yes. You were part of the elite <laughs> few of the lost episode of Feed Picks. It'll be unearthed when we all die, when they do like a Hall of yeah. Fame induction thing. When we're canceled, because we were just riffing on the hot mic. It was more of like a like That's a tech demo, if anything. Pretty but, likely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those unaware, if you've ever seen a print advertisement for, what is it, Kroger specifically, or is it one of the Kroger spinoffs? Um, I do Kroger in the Nashville area, as well as uh, Southeast United States, not Georgia. And, Hashtag pray for Nashville. Uh, also in Kansas, yes. Uh, pray for Nashville. Get, the, get it trending. Uh, yeah. Nashville it, strong. Part of, like, 90% of the damage of the recent Nashville tornado was Kroger ads that were discarded into the street, whipping <laughs> That's around. That's true. At, a lot of at high speeds. Breaking glass, flipping cars. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, welcome everybody back to Feed Picks. We have some exciting topics today. We're a little late to the show. On, Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> like, deservingly, I guess, uh, late to the show. We. Just just moments ago, finished a viewing of Cats, the movie 2019. Wow. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, though. But we want, we want to give Kyle a little little chance to shine here. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm here again in Atlanta to support my biggest love, LA United, as I was in Nashville last weekend. And Shout out ATL. Every time I come back to ATL, we'll probably be to see them play. There you go. Not to see us. No, the scene. It's an added not, bonus. not your second biggest loves, me and Josh, but rather Atlanta United. Just a nice bonus. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, I think you have a, a lovely little personal story that we're going to share today. <laughs> this this happened, what, I guess a couple months ago? Yeah. You started? December? Yeah, back in December. Uh, good old CPK. Uh, the, the tale of CPK. So I Give us some live background. in Delaware now for work. Girlfriend lives in North Carolina, and she had asked that I visit her Christmas party because everybody on the office was already paired off. You don't want to show up to the Christmas party alone. The Can't first go Christmas stag. party alone. No. Can't go snag. <laughs> and so I bought tickets last second, super expensive. This is pre-coronavirus dip. Yeah. 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 Should have happened sooner. <laughs> it needs to get worse so I can come back to Milton more often. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I, I flew down from Philadelphia to Charlotte. I think my flight left 6 a.m. And nice. I spent the entire day getting ready for this Christmas party. And so it turns out there's two other Kyles in a party of like 20 people. The Battle of the Kyles. One of them's super weird. And then the other one is named Christmas Party Kyle. <laughs> 
after years of just hype. He's not even dating one of the people. He's just friends with some girl they call uh, Truly Julie. Wait, okay. So I didn't even know this. Truly Julie. That's fucking I love hard. that. That's great. So Christmas Party Kyle is not even associated with this company. No. No. I, I assume that he was an employee. <laughs> oh, he's there. not an employee. No, he's not an employee. <laughs> he's, just, he's an external. He's a legend. And he's, he's, not even, he's an urban legend. <laughs> he's an urban legend. Christmas party Kyle. They send out invitations every year to Christmas party Kyle. <laughs> he gets the company Christmas card. <laughs> oh, man. I so I show up, start introducing myself to people like, hey, just got in from Philadelphia. Been dating Kristen for five years or so, yada, yada, yada. They're like, you know, everything's pleasant. And then Christmas party Kyle walks in. Everybody starts cheering, <laughs> laughing, like, hey, Christmas party Kyle. CPK. CPK. There's a CPK chant. That's what you aspire to And they're be. like, thanks for thanks so much for coming. I know it was a brutal 10-minute <laughs> drive here. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. It's it's really an unrealistic standard to hold men to. It's to have we can't all be CPKs. party lore that precedes you. He wasn't even, yeah. he wasn't like, he wasn't hot or anything. He was good looking, but I mean, it was average, average looks. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, that's a pretty devastating. I mean, he was, he was like mildly fun. <laughs> so like, he wasn't even like a, no, like a, he wasn't party animal or anything. Wow. That's incredibly disappointing. It was. Uh, our, our ongoing gag with Kyle is that <laughs> CPK is going to eventually work his way into just Kyle's life. Like he's going to start dating Kristen at some point and eventually we're going to stumble upon him in Atlanta. <laughs> His own, his own parents will take him in. <laughs> He's going to come home for dinner one day, and Christmas party Kyle's going to be sitting at the table <laughs> in, in his spot. In his spot. <laughs> specifically in his spot. Oh, I love it. Or yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle wakes up in a cold sweat every night, tossing and turning, muttering CPK. I've started to see the uh, CPK at work dealing with uh, some statistics, and I hate it. Uh, I don't like seeing just Oh, like CPK. their title is CPK? Yeah. That's incredible. Do you frequent California me. pizza kitchens? <laughs> <laughs> he opens his freezer and he's got the frozen CPK pizzas <laughs> in the bottom drawer. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Well, back to the matter at hand. We have, again, moments ago, finished a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece. Some are calling it the greatest film of the decade. Some are calling it the greatest anthropomorphic animal musical <laughs> Cinema show film. It's, it's controversial, but I think it's up there. I think, you know, a lot of people were worried about how Joker might enable, you know, single white men who have rage issues. I think this film is far too empowering for the furry community. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this, the it's director, the voice, you know, was it Tom Hooper or something like that? that? Sounds right. Let me, let me do a quick number crunch, but I, I think we need to look into the background of this director because. <laughs> There are clearly some deep-seated issues coming to light uh, during the course of this film. Tom Hooper, who also brought us The Danish Girl in Les Miserables, oh, uh, as well as The King's Speech, which The King's Speech, if I remember right, was pretty critically acclaimed. Uh, Same with Danish Girl and Les Mis. Cats did not quite follow Cats was suit. as far in the opposite direction of quality as you could go. <laughs> We're... In, at the time of recording, sitting at a solid 2.9 on IMDb for uh, for cats. What's for those jellical uh, cats. What's the profit at? The, oh, How much do they pull? There was a heavy net loss, uh, if I'm remembering correctly from, <laughs> from the initial reports. Um, but yeah, you know, I really don't know if I could tell you what that movie was about. I had no idea until maybe the very end, and even then it was pretty hazy. Oh. 
Okay, so cat sales, 38 million worldwide. <sighs> worldwide, yes. As of like now or like a certain time? or uh, End of 2019. End okay. of 2019. Okay. But, so 18 mil North America. Guess where it led internationally? China. Was it Korea? It was Korea. No way. <laughs> oh, wow. It was Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we... Um, we acquired a uh, copy of this movie that, you know, may or may not have been gotten through illicit means. We'll say. We do not know if that's the case. Again, we have no idea. Some may be led to believe this. Again, we have no idea how this copy originated, but we watched the entire thing with hard-coded Korean subtitles (laughs) (laughs) scrolling across the bottom, which... As, truthfully as enhanced the, the experience yeah it really absolutely. did the it less really i did. can see of that screen the better <laughs> yeah yeah uh so we were joking earlier that like you know the americans were we got parasite and we had to read like english subtitles for parasite and everybody was moaning about that imagine being a korean person and you're very excited for the latest hollywood blockbuster you're going down to the theater it's a musical you have no idea what to expect and it's cats and you have to read the word jellical in Korean somehow? Because surely there's no translation for that. Yeah. Uh, we have yet to find out what jellical means. Jellical we've, we've been cats. doing a little... <laughs> jellical cats. All I know is I'm going to be hearing it in my sleep. Uh, Until the day I die. The remainder of my life. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I found a little bit of lore to the term jellical. Uh, and this is... Uh, jellical cats are a fictional type of feline from T.S. Eliot's 1939 light poetry book Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which I can imagine is an enthralling read. What is the difference between light poetry and poetry? Um, I'm assuming that light poetry is about topics such as uh, hypothetical <laughs> species of cats. That dance and sing. Whereas regular poetry is about, uh, you know, human emotion and things of actual significance. That's, that would be my best guess. I really just stick to slam poetry, personally. We're, we're something of amateur slam poets <laughs> ourselves. Cynthia! Uh, <laughs> Many, many a night. Uh, it's been a while. It, it has been a minute. How did that even, how did that tradition even begin? Basically, what oh, we yeah, would do I forgot entirely about that. We would get pretty drunk and light a candle and we'd all sit around a table and just, it was essentially just riffing, but we'd all smack the hell out of the table while we did it. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can really explain that one. No, I, it's, I honestly forgot about it until just now. <laughs> why, why, you don't remember? I remember being, slam poetry now notes? that I remember it, I remember being very good at it. Yeah. 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 There were, there were some that were very, there were some hits. Really incredible. Uh, but so the movie, right? The movie starts out, we see, um, our, our lead actress who is nowhere near the top build. She's this, like 10th on the poor list. Poor woman, uh, has <laughs> perhaps ended her career before it's even begun. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's a very talented dancer, which is her, uh, primary yeah. means like of income. Francesca Hayward. Yes. Uh, she, principal ballerina at the Royal Ballet. So I'm assuming. I would yeah. say she did the best she could have done oh, yeah. with that. I would say almost everyone did the best that yeah. they could have done with what they were given. <laughs> one of the, it's uh, just rough all around. One of the reviews I saw was just, the actors tried hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't it's, know. It's, it was brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. So we start out, this cat is being 
thrown in a bag, right? Into She's like an alley. She's whipping it around. She's yeah. it up. This old woman is driving this like jalopy down <laughs> into an alley and starts whipping this bag, throws it into the alley, and we immediately get started on the first musical number, which is the highlight of the entire movie. Oh, absolutely. It was only downhill from there. It is truly all downhill after that. Although, uh, what's magical, what's his face? Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Magoo. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Magoo. Mr. The cat uh, song. Mr. Mistopheles, that's his name. That was that was that was pretty decent. Yeah. That was pretty decent. But uh, <laughs> it's just like you're like, please, just the whole time was like, when is this over? <laughs> so yeah, so we started, and I'll be honest, for the first twenty five minutes or so, I was really entertained. <laughs> I was like, I was, but, this is like stupid, but like at the right, same time, yeah, whatever. But, I'll, yeah, I'm tapping my toe. I didn't pay fifteen dollars to see it. Oh, absolutely. Which was the most important part. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> perhaps, you know, there was some sort of glitch that happened during a, a single time rent, <laughs> digital rent that happened and we ended up with Korean subs. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so good with computers, I'll say. Uh, but so <laughs> by about 25 minutes in, though, we all kind of started to realize that <laughs> this movie does not have a plot. There is quite literally no plot. To this it movie. is dance and song <laughs> from set piece to set piece. And every single song is almost incomprehensible, oh, except absolutely. for the occasional word cat, which you can always <laughs> carefully pick out of the song. Yeah. It's, uh, and, you know, with acting talents like Rebel Wilson and uh, um, James Corden. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. How could you go wrong? <laughs> Jason Derulo with a fake accent. With a fake accent. Jason uh, Derulo. With a fake bulge because yes. they significantly reduced it, which was disheartening. We're still not entirely sure if we got the unfinished version of the movie. I couldn't tell. Which says a lot, I guess, about... Because oh, I thought I was going to be able to tell by the amount of human hands in it, but I think they all had human hands and human feet. By the end, everyone had human hands. I, I Truthfully, I don't know if it started that way. <laughs> I don't think it did. I don't know if they started with human I mean, hands. I could see... Uh, Div, Div, what's her name? Dementia. <laughs> old dementia. <laughs> old dementia. Judy Dench. Yeah. Uh, old Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. She had two human hands and she had a ring on both hands. Yes. And now, why would the cat be? Who's making the cat jewelry? So what we've established, universe? what we established in the universe previously, was that rings are full arm bracelets. Yeah, full arm for the cats. Cat. Which so clearly there's some lore discrepancies that are happening. Well, okay, I need Nonsense. to jump in right here. Uh, the scaling of this <laughs> movie is so horribly inconsistent. You had one shot where this cat is like the size of the hood of a car, and then yeah. later they're eating a full chicken out of the trash can that is somehow smaller than their, like, head. Like a Kroger rotisserie like chicken. Like a rotisserie that chicken. That they are easily handling. Smaller than this. And then also, they're the same height as a trash can while also being, like, so small. I don't... Right. That, like, a fork is, like, barely... Is, like, huge to them later on. And it's just, yeah, like, what's... It's, they, they go from, like, insect size to, like, child size progressively. Back and forth. It's yeah. very jarring. And it's not just cats. It's also, we got the roaches. There's, bugs there's dancing there. roaches. Mice. There are people. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, I think the most... I, I must have just misunderstood this going in, but... I had no idea that humans and cats and that all of them existed within the same universe. I assumed that these humanoid cats... Yeah, I thought it was just a cat world. ...were replacements for humans, right. But what didn't make sense was every single building was cat 
themed. Why are these humans <laughs> building these milk restaurants? And if they were, right, you would think that perhaps these uh, lemur-esque cat beings were maybe held in high regard since the entire world is cat themed. But as we've seen from the very she first scene, them out the trash. they're regularly put into sacks and thrown <laughs> into alleyways. <laughs> so some some pretty uh, inconsistent background going there was, on there was no world building whatsoever you just got None. thrown in the deep end every 10 seconds nonsense. here's a new character and a new oh, song absolutely. yes yeah the, who the, they are <laughs> what their significance is does not matter all that you need to know is that they're here now and they will immediately <laughs> be gone in the next scene like taylor swift's character oh. Ta- taylor swift who might i add is the third top build oh. cast member of cats appears for one scene to simp on idris elba <laughs> And then she immediately disappears. She again. shoots a bunch of catnip into the air. Yeah, and disappears. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of bad for Taylor Swift's brand, distributing like, drugs. Um, yeah, it makes you think. Using the body double throughout yes. it. Yeah, makes you think. Uh, What's she hiding? I, you know, <laughs> <A-cups>. perhaps <laughs> <laughs> there were some discrepancies uh, yeah. with the body double, and yeah. Uh, but you know what? What else might she be hiding? Perhaps a certain phone conversation where. Maybe her and a uh, world-renowned hip-hop artist were maybe at odds over an interpretation of your lyric. And uh, maybe privately she said something like, oh, the lyric's funny. Everybody's going to know it's a joke. Go ahead with it. And then publicly, <laughs> perhaps later, she would then go on record to say that, you know, men should never take credit for you and drag you through the dirt on a public stage. Makes you think. Again, just a hypothetical scenario. <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> Again, just, just pulling this out of thin Just, air. you know, just just drawing conclusions. Some light poetry. And, like, right. maybe if, like, right. someone, like, the wife of this alleged man later posted, like, evidence of this happening. Like, hard evidence of, like, an actual conversation. And people would still not believe it to be what yeah. actually happened. I mean, something like that could probably, I could see that being her reasoning behind her cat's appearance. Perhaps. It's, it's, it's a logical conclusion to draw, I think. Um, but, yeah, so... What we gathered in, I guess, about the last five minutes of the movie or so. Just about. Was the entire plot that was taking place seemingly behind the scenes the entire time. I don't think we were witnesses to the main plot of this movie. I don't think uh, so. Not. Because you have, uh, who was, who played? Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson played this, uh, cat who had been wronged in, in some way. She was, she was a silent exile. Like she was like a, like a homeless cat, maybe? She, like, it seemed like that was McCavery. She did, did, was like, she wronged by Mcavery? So. She did McCavery? like two yeah. song numbers throughout the movie, and she was like the crying the during them. Yeah. Yes, they said they could, they could have been the same song. I wouldn't know. <laughs> they were very sad songs. It was a reprise. We were <laughs> largely unclear why she was so sad and such an outcast. She would just walk onto the screen for ten seconds, sing, and then walk away. Yeah, she kind of like poke her head in after like a big musical number, and she'd be like, "Oh." I'm an outcast and I'm sad. And then she would slink away and like the main character would try to console her for about two seconds. But then we'd immediately jump to the next song and dance in the new set. Immediately. Oh, absolutely. So the whiplash was so severe. Oh, absolutely. The, the transition between sets was absurd. <laughs> and, and to top that, that one. Can we talk about that one? Yes, please. Please do. They're uh, on like a theater stage looking set and it pans to the right. And you still see the theater sets like slowly moving to the left as they walk to the right. And they walk onto this train track outside. And then the camera spins back to the left to show them all on the train track. The set is gone. <laughs> it is point. completely disappeared. That was supposed to be a transition, apparently. Yes. And also in that scene, back to the sizing and the scale, <laughs> the cats were on the train track and they were literally like 
like, I mean, like less like, than a foot, like a two by four, like, you know, like underneath the rails. Oh, yeah. They were like, looked like a little, like action figure was on top of the train track. They were so small. Yeah. Like what happened? And Kyle brought this up earlier. So that's during the tap dancing scene. Yes. There was tap dancing as well. We have cats that are running around, right? That would presumably maybe have like claws on their feet in which they could tap dance with. That's how they cheered. So it has been established in the movie that they could do that. But instead, we have a cat wearing overalls and steel-toed boots that is doing the tap dancing instead. I feel like... Laced-up boots. Right. Like, they look like Doc Martens or something like that. Way too much detail. Seemingly, the only reliance on them being cats throughout the entire movie was just for various cat-related puns that they made very frequently. (laughs) Uh, it It was a lot to handle. It was a lot to handle. Um, the other thing, yeah, so you have, uh, I'm sorry, remind me the background character's name. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Not, yeah, Jennifer Hudson, who played, I, I gotta look it up, it's gonna bother me. Uh, Grizabella. Did, did, did we hear that name? that name? I don't think I heard did that Did we hear that name even one time? <laughs> it's possible Absolutely it slipped not. through. <laughs> <laughs> which, might I add, she is the top-billed cast member, uh, Jennifer Hudson, which, her vocal performance is very impressive. But in terms of her character arc, it's not Dream Girls. I, uh, I, it was left to be desired. <laughs> uh, little, little, little bit missing there because we're following we, our main character, the right? main character. You're like, surely this is about the main character. So by the end of the movie, we have discovered that their goal is to go to the heavy side layer, which is apparently where they are reborn. Into I'm not a sure. new life. And they go there on a hot air balloon. <laughs> yes. Yes. We we managed to work all of this out as the hot air balloon was leaving. <laughs> Why is there what like what's the I don't point? Know. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what drug was the guy on that wrote this play? <sighs> and again, this is the same man who brought us critically acclaimed stuff like Le Mis and King's Speech. What were you smoking, Doug? What what happened here? I mean, I know he didn't like make the original play, but even like the sh- like the filming itself was the cinematography was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so jarring. We're we're in like a musical movie, right? This isn't like a wartime gritty oh period piece. Uh, there's so much shaky cam in this movie <laughs> that happens that makes it so hard to keep up with what's going on, and it's so jarring. Oh my god. And talking about jarring, uh, Idris Elba's character, um, McCaverty, who is the villain, yes, uh, is capable of using magic the entire time, and that just happens with no warning. <laughs> he, he makes a person like turn to dust, and we have there's no build up to that at all. There's and it, so you're like, oh, point, oh, I guess he's a magician. <laughs> he loses his power. How did he lose his power? Like at the very end, yeah, they rebelled against him. And then he lost his power. There I guess was no he just, explanation. He for just that. wasn't a jellical cat dog. I just still don't understand what that means. <laughs> like, even, I, in, even in the context of the movie, what is, is it like? A, is it evangelical? <laughs> evangelical cat. That'd be a fun spinoff. Oh, man. little church play, evangelical cat. Oh, that, really that. that would actually be kind of. That probably, probably hit. Because some heat. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So I guess there's like certain tribes of cats. This is the, the best understanding is that jellical cats are just a, a gang of cats. And that did we see other tribes? Well, there was you, like the rail yard cats. I think were one of them. Is that a gr- different group of people, or is that just a one cat? I just assume that was the I, same I cat. I guess it, it could just be the one tap dancing cat. I can't tell which. He did have the which character's which. Yes. Yeah. There's there's one person 
with clothing, pretty much. The conductor has Okay, well, I, I need to chime in. Um, it was, this is, I found this a little bit racist in the film, <laughs> but every single cat that was perceived to be uh, black, of you know, a black yeah. person, they had on a huge fur coat, or they had several chains on, and, like, sneakers. Feels like a very outdated caricature. Yes. Uh, I was like, okay, surely it's like, only these three characters have fur coats. Other than Judy Dench. And Judy yes. Dench. But Judy, I mean, Judy was like the gang leader, I guess. Right. So, so like, she had, a, had to have a, like some type of symbol to show she know, was different. But it, it was a little a little uncomfortable. I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Bad sure. luck, Tom. Bad yeah. luck for you, dude. Um, yeah. So. And then the the whole movie, they talk about the Jellicle Ball. Which I we never see. Was. I assume. Is, is the Jellicle Ball the hot air balloon? I think the no. Jellicle Ball was like the theater Them deciding. Yeah. But that was like a dress rehearsal at best. Right. But so the entire time they're talking about, oh, the juggle ball, the juggle ball. Like, and then suddenly they start talking about the heavy side layer. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what is that? Wasn't the jellicle ball the end game here? Isn't that what we're working up to? But the heavy side layer is suddenly the goal that we're working towards. It feels like this film was the script was written in about an hour and it was yes. filmed in about two hours. <laughs> I, no one rewatched it after the end. No, of stuff. well, clearly no. they didn't because no. it was shipped unfinished, <laughs> so that they could compete with Star Wars in the box office. <laughs> absurd. Oh, uh, why? Why not wait? Why not wait? wait? Sonic did it. They did fine. <laughs> they're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, there there was such an outpouring after that trailer that this is trash. Please don't release this. Yes. I mean, they they spent what 125 mil. Surely yeah, they it, had to at least all finish it. Who's like, money you, was that? If you know yeah. your movie is dead on arrival. Right. <laughs> At least finish it. Don't Absolutely. don't give us another reason to pile on. Okay? Like that's that's not what you want. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I mean, I guess the logic was, oh, Christmas. Everybody goes to see movies <laughs> on Christmas and everybody will be home with their moms who don't want to see Star Wars, so surely they'll go see cats. And I think yeah, everybody just wanna go see nineteen uh nineteen seventeen instead. Yeah. Much better. <laughs> Slightly, slightly better choreographed film. Um, At least the beginning of 1917, we were told what the plot was. Oh, absolutely. That's true. As opposed to the end. Based on historical events. Cats, well, Cats was based on historical events. It was just <laughs> loosely based. Loosely based yeah. off of a yeah. play that maybe shouldn't have been off of made. One, one line in a poetry book from the 1930s <laughs> is my understanding. This really spoke to me. There needs to be, there needs to be a cat universe where they dance yeah. and sing. The cats sing. And one universe. does magic. <laughs> It's expanding. But then two do magic at the end. Yeah, suddenly the other... Mr. Like, Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles, right? Whatever so, the heck. I, don't, I think that's right. Yeah. I, th- I think that is right. Yeah. M- or is it Mistopheles? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> that probably isn't even close. I'm scrolling. Yeah, Mr. Mistopheles. No, you got it. You oh, got it. Nice. You're, you're a cat's aficionado already. Yeah, you know Where was he on the building? Uh, he like was second below Rebel Wilson. Ooh. Uh, who was actually surprisingly low on the list. Really? I'm seeing... Well, I don't know how the IMDb list after top build, but I'm seeing Rebel Wilson below uh, Mungo Jerry. Which, <laughs> I, hope, which, I hope she made more money than Mungo Jerry. Which And, and also Rumpel Teaser uh, was also... <laughs> who, are, who are the two... Wait for it. Cat burglars. Wow. I want to know... Who the hell named these cats? They're terrible names. Every name is like something you just put a bunch of letters together. I mean, and hope for the best. Well, it was wait, wait, who who wrote the play? Is he English? Because it's based in England. I would assume I so. The English and like I guess because the play was originally. It's just like 
Mistopheles is a cat's name. And Skibbleshanks. Macaroni is the the evil guy. MacGyver or something like that. (laughs) MacGyver Macaroni. Not to confuse with Jason Derulo's character, Rum Tum Tugger. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that name. We never heard of us. They never said that in the movie. This this has become one of my favorite trends in movies, is that you have to read an article six weeks later after you've seen the movie to understand the plot. It's so high level. Oh, it's, it's, it's some real galaxy brain shit. Because I read the other day uh, about the latest Star Wars movie that Ray's father was a failed Palpatine clone. Wouldn't that have been really cool to have discovered that in, in the movie theater? I mean, it's like J.K. Rowling with the Harry Potter books. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Actually, there were 16 gay characters Absolutely. in Harry Potter instead of the uh, on-text one. Uh, <laughs> which you weren't reading between the lines, of course. It was so obvious. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But, it's, I mean, uh, if you ship an unfinished project, you can just change it with the times you can never finish it so they can make something coronavirus related in this then the latest release i would love to see a cats 1.5 like redux like a lion king did you ever see the yes that was great that was like an actual expansion though right on the the universe it wasn't like quite a sequel but it was like like epilogue almost wasn't it follow like timon and pumbaa Oh I think, yeah, I think classic. like digging tunnels, classic Disney it. spinoff. Uh, they they love to do it. the like funny side characters oh, yeah. who are great in small doses, yep. and then to yep. make an entire movie out of them. Uh, so yeah, very good, very good stuff. But I'm I'm really upset that I never saw this before we did our best of 2019 episode. It been nice. It's really unfortunate because it would have it would have made the list technically. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's and then. Talk about jarring, right? The end of the movie, it ends with Judy Dench looking directly into oh, the lens of the camera. Wow, I almost forgot about that. And she goes, <laughs> she starts on this monologue and she's like, I hope you've learned a lot today as you were watching this film. And like, it's like, I learned nothing. Uh, she's like, what it means to be a jellicle cat. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it means. I still don't know what it means, Judy. <laughs> what is the jellicle cat? I don't know what jellicle means. If there was like even Why some sort of singing clever wordplay involved oh, with absolutely. it, where like you could, you know, oh, actually in Latin, uh, jellico mm. means this, and that's in, you know, describes the cat. There's nothing there. There's nothing there <laughs> at all. <laughs> Presumably. I haven't found it. Email us at feetpickspodcast at gmail.com if you have an answer for us. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've actually checked that inbox yet. Yeah, it's, there's nothing in there. I used it to sign up for a RuneScape account recently. It's my, my Iron Man is tied to that. I shouldn't say that on air. I'm going to get hacked. My level 19 Iron Man is going to get hacked. Um, but yeah, overall, quality film for all the wrong reasons, uh, unfortunately. At least, I think in the first 25 minutes, it was bad in a good way. Right. So but bad it's good. It, but, but it kept going. <laughs> it got so much worse. It got bad, bad. <laughs> By the end, it was like a consensus. We were all sick of it. Like, I was there were, in pain. I get to stop. There were certain points in time where we were like, "Check the timestamp. How much? <laughs> how much time we got left in this bitch? Because we are we're dragging." They should play this for like terrorists that they're like interrogating in like you know the blackout room. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this movie was conceived in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, <laughs> It is an optimal, you know, it, it like activates something in your deep <laughs> lizard brain that causes a fight or flight reflex <laughs> to help do anything <laughs> to make this stop. You, you immediately go to survival mode. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, not 
It is so bad. Not not great. Not great, folks. <laughs> it is the worst film I've ever seen. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for the pitch meeting oh. for this movie. I don't know. I think I think for me it would be like the first showing to the investors. <laughs> <laughs> the red carpet oh, showing. There's like we paid 150 million for what exactly? Uh, uh, you're you're not done yet. <laughs> you need more money to finish that? How are the ticket pre-sales looking? Oh, we're on we're looking on track to recoup about fifteen million of our 150 in the first month. Uh yeah. Yeah. But we it's, need a little it's not finished either, but we spent But also all we money. need more time. We spent <laughs> all the money and it's not done, but I think it's gonna be a hit. Oh man! Oh my God! I'm sorry. Something just like flashed before my eyes, like it was a Vietnam flashback. What did they call the house cats? It's like a Gumby cat. Gumby <laughs> cats. I think it was either oh, Gumbo or Gumby yeah. cats. Grumby cats. <laughs> Some of the G. Rebel Wilson was a Grumby cat. And she was that's... eating cockroach humanoids like yeah. several times during her first number. It's. Imagine heavy, heavy cat stuff. suit Rebel Wilson, who can also unzip yes, her skin. Yes, that made no sense. She can unzip her skin and pull it off, and then she'd be wearing clothes and still have cat skin on. She suddenly pulls this Tom and Jerry head-ass gag, where she unzips her fur, and there's another layer of fur below it. And again, the movie, for a large part, obviously it's like ridiculous looking, right? But it's still like cats running around with animals. But then suddenly somebody performs magic, or suddenly somebody like does like a 1960s era cartoon gag, and it's just very, very inconsistent. Can we can we go to? Um, well, there's two parts, I guess, to this. Yeah. The collars on their necks oh. were like I hope CGI'd somehow. Yeah. I don't. Were they wearing them when they shot it? Or did they add them I in? I don't think they were. Because when they, they had to they, when they move their neck side to side, <laughs> you see the collar disappear underneath their the like the chest. It's like it just goes away. It's like when you're playing Skyrim and you make your character too large and you put on an article of clothing and you see like their skin kind of come through the clothes. Have you ever done that before in Skyrim? Uh, it's like like certain character models just don't work with certain clothes, and like you just see their skin like clipping through their clothes and stuff throughout the movie, and it's 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 rough. Yeah, yeah, I, not great. I mean, there was times I could see actual zippers on their costumes. Oh, that's great! <laughs> like on their backs. If you watch this movie, look at the oh. back of every character, and you just see a defined zipper. We haven't even. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. There wasn't even, like, a consistent costume. Like, no, one no. was wearing a bodysuit. The other one had, like, she looked like a lion. Some were fully clothed. Some, Some were... Clothed. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, the walking on four legs were standing. That made no sense. They looked like monkeys walking around because their oh, tails would be, like, straight up. They looked yeah. like lemurs, not cats. No. This would have been a, a great, like, <laughs> Madagascar, <laughs> Madagascar lemurs movie. <laughs> Who would play King Julian in <laughs> Madagascar <laughs> lemurs live action? Uh, please let us in the comments who you would have oh. play King Julian in the live uh, remake. Incredible. I was going to mention, um, I didn't even talk about my favorite performance in the whole movie, which was done by the great Sir Ian yeah, McKellen. Oh, yeah. The great Sir Ian McKellen. He did multiple numbers. Oh, this was elder abuse. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's, there's no getting around it. They, they were like, oh, Sir Ian, we're going to bring you onto a set and you're going to be Gandalf again. You're going to re reprise your famous role or you're going to be uh, Professor X. Or no, he plays Magneto, I think, in X-Men. Yeah. yeah. But they were wheeling him out in the wheelchair and they got on stage and they're like, oh, here we are for cats. And he was like, 
what, Ryder, where am I? And they like kind of just dumped him on the stage and had him do a musical number. And like he's lapping out of like a water bowl. That was and hard to watch. It. That was hard to watch. He's drinking like a like a an animal. Oh. There's a bowl in front of him of water, and he's licking it. Just humiliating. The hissing. The he hisses oh. at one point as well. Yes. Again, they all have human mannerisms for the most part, but every once in a while they start like nuzzling each other like oh, cats, and it's so uncomfortable. It reminds me of. The couple in high school that would kind of sit at, the at lunch. like the lunch table by themselves in the morning, in the morning. yeah. And you know, every you high school had this. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And every they would morning. kind of like they'd both be like a little like gross, you know, and like a little too affectionate. And it, it just I had like a flashback to that. It's not not a great experience. rough stuff. <laughs> rough stuff. I normally I I normally love Idris Elba, right? But this is a movie that I think could taint even the greatest actor's resume yeah you could throw uh we were joking that there needs to be a crossover because of all the neon between the blade runner universe and the cats (laughs) universe because clearly there's both dystopian futures absolutely uh but like you could throw who's who's like joaquin phoenix throw gosling in there you could you could stack that cast it would have ruined them it would still be a steaming pile of shit movie it was so bad I mean, the writing, like, terrible. There's literally was not a story until the last 10 seconds. That, that is the most baffling part of the movie to me, is that there was no plot until the final, like, They went an 15. hour and a half without giving us a, anything of plot. Like, nothing. I think they, I mean, they build this as, like, the longest-running Broadway production or whatever. Yeah. So maybe they just assume that everybody has already seen the play. Surely they don't need any background whatsoever or for us to even tell them their character's name. <laughs> <laughs> A very key detail. Uh, what What is strange to me is how is this musical so highly regarded? I don't, right? know. I don't know. Like, because... We we watched a trailer for the nineteen ninety eight Cats production. It looked a lot better though. It looked better, but still pretty horrifying. At least, yeah. At that point, it's like okay, it's a stage play. They're yeah. working with what they got. Pretty limited in terms of production value, like what you can do. We didn't have to make this into a movie. This never had to exist in any form. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the conclusion that I've arrived at. Even seeing the play, I'm like. People paid a lot of money. It's like it's like imagine like the Hamilton showings, you know, where it's all sold out and you got to pay two hundred something bucks to even get in there. Imagine doing that and then going to see Cats, and you see a bunch of men running around on stage in fursuits, just dancing around with each other, laughing on the bowls. You could just go to a furry convention and get that. For you can get free. a free, yeah. <laughs> They'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> oh yeah, again, somebody somebody look at Tom Hooper's search history. Something. There's some dark secrets <laughs> being held on that man's laptop. Um, back to the Epstein connection. Was Tom Hooper on in the Black Book? Did he visit Little St. James? I did. Kyle has been Little St. James. Is actually a great point that I am so sad we didn't bring up earlier when we were yeah. introducing you. Kyle Moore has visited <laughs> Little St. James Island. I have, yes. Well, you, I mean, you didn't set foot I, I, on the no, island. No, I, I scuba dived off the coast. You were in proximity yes. to the island. Will you tell us what the boat guide told you oh, while you were I there? I can pull up one of my, like, six Instagram posts from, yeah, I think, what was that, like, five years ago? It was, like, 2016, I want to say. Yeah. I, yeah. He definitely undersold it. Yeah. Because yeah. he was a deep state op <laughs> there to... 
change the worldview. I think he was maybe like putting out a line for Epstein. He was like, hey, in case you guys, you know, catch catch my drift. So uh, from the tour guide, I got uh, the owner of the island, the millionaire owner of the island, uh, was convicted of and served 13 months of an 18-month sentence in prison for soliciting an underage girl for prostitution. Definitely undersold it. Yeah, that's the understatement of the year, even. To, you know. Did he mention how the uh, district attorney was told to leave the case alone? Yeah, that he was state intelligence and that he was above his pay grade. Something about. You've, you've all listened to the episode. We're not going to get back into that, that can of worms. Um, but, you know, Kyle Moore, Epstein Associate, thank you for joining us today. Happy to be here. Any closing thoughts on Cat's Gang? I don't know. Would you recommend it? Honestly, yes. I think I think the Korean <laughs> if you want to feel like stuff. existential dread, like existential dread. Excuse me. Um, At least for the first number, correct. I mean, yeah, Jellicle Jell- cats. cats. What's it's the name Jell- of the song? Jell- like, it's Jellicle songs for Jellicle Jell- cats. Jell- I believe that's, that's good. Jell- that's good. Cat. I, I am going to be hearing that for. Weeks. I can't wait to sing that through weeks the office in my head. <laughs> like show up to work. Jell- <laughs> Just humming it to yourself. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kyle, yeah. big Cats fan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> cats fan Kyle. <laughs> that's that's going to be your legacy. We'll take any branding we can get. Oh, man. I love it. But... I would recommend it just because it has been a long time since I've seen a movie with that big of a budget. Oh, absolutely. Burn out so spectacularly. Maybe like Star Wars Episode Eight was kind of like <laughs> the last. I think at least that one was visually okay. Right. I think what's really good for this, though, as a terrible movie is like, so Star Wars has some true fans. Sure. And so maybe you're just. Sure destroyed by how yeah. oh yeah some people there's were no billing there's there's no huge following for cats <laughs> so you can just go in expecting nothing and be disappointed rather than expect this lovely product that you don't have to see something that you love kill. yeah the elderly mother crowd i'm sure was devastated oh yeah some uh, people will be yeah yeah and but, okay. but you know what that's an audience we're willing to sacrifice oh, absolutely yeah <laughs> that's true they've had their time it's our turn now uh well folks Thanks for joining us. This has been Featured Picks. Talking cats. We love ya. Jellicle songs for Jellicle.